Hello and welcome to Duelist Community Raw, Episode 9. I am enjoying the recognition that the distinction I used to perceive between what I what I believe to be real life and dream life or uh, a trippy experience that I have doesn't quite have the same division that it used to. And so everything is just an experience for for me to have and enjoy and and take it for what I will, see what I can learn uh, and and grow from. And it's been a lot of fun realizing that. <laughs> Likewise, I am not Christian, but I'm going to enjoy the hell out of Christmas. Because you don't have to be a Christian to enjoy Christmas. I think that's the whole point, is that it's not even about enjoying Christmas. It's just taking advantage of a day where everybody's relaxing, not being quite so stressed out. So you can relax and not be so stressed out around people who aren't constantly triggering you because they're constantly being triggered themselves. Everybody is making a sustained effort to relax and be the people that they know they can be. It's a fantastic day. So Christian or not, enjoy the day. It's coming up. And I wanted to bring this up because of course, we're two days away from it. It's not very far. So Christian or not, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy I guess the intention of those around you, because whether it's commercial, whether it's self-serving or not, the fact is, is that the underlying message is goodwill towards everyone, right? Which is ultimately, I think, something that we could all use a little bit more of. That said, um, after the Christmas holidays, if you would like to have another event that you can go to where you can feel that same intention of everybody just relaxing and being around each other, to take advantage of existence, make the most of each moment because you're not, again, being triggered by everybody around you who's being triggered because they're not aware of the triggers. The Dualistic Unity Retreat is now available publicly on our website at dualisticunity.com. Uh, just, uh, just check in the store. You'll see the retreat. It's also under events. Uh, tickets are available. There are seven left. If you would like to join us, it's fantastic. I can't express how much of an experience it is. It's like Christmas, but for like nine days in one of the most beautiful areas of the world. And so if you can join us, we would love to see you. But that was the intro. It's Christmas in like two days. And though that might not mean anything at all, we can make it mean something. Exactly. You don't have to necessarily believe in what they say, whether you go to mass or not. I am very far from Christian or Catholic, but... My family still likes to do the whole Christmas mass thing. So we're going to do that. Uh, it's going to be after our dinner. So I may or may not use it as a nice, nice nap time. But uh, yeah, at the same time, I find I find it interesting because there is parts of my family, you know, aunts, cousins, whatever, if we're at a family gathering. And sometimes there's a few who go to church and I've actually joined them a few times over the last couple of years. And I, I've actually heard heard what was being said so much more clearly than back when I identified as being Christian or Catholic or whatever it may be, because in all religions, there is, there are ounces of truth. There are great stories. Sometimes the homily is really well said that the priest has, you know, a great message to put across. It, it's more so the, the root in 
believing that there's something outside of you that's going to take you to, you know, a state of peace that kind of distorts it at its core. But at the same time, it's not to say that, you know, you need to disregard everything that's that's ever said in it. And I just find it very funny how the less I've identified as being Christian or Catholic or any belief system, the more I'm actually able to garner from listening to people who talk about it or going to a mass or, or being involved in it because I, I'm seeing beyond the belief that what's being said is actually what it is and, and seeing the symbolism in it. So sometimes I'll appreciate you know, going to mass here and there at the same time, usually I'd rather just go on a walk. And that's what I, that's what I did last Easter. Uh, my, my family went to, uh, went to, we were all together, uh, for Easter and half of us went to mass and my dad was kind of like, I kind of just want to go on a walk on the beach. And I'm like, that sounds great. Let's, let's do that. So we had a nice chat walk on the beach. And I think that was equally as, uh, beneficial to anyone as, as going to a mass, if not significantly more, more beneficial. So anyway, I would say more so absolutely. Because I mean, that's the whole thing is if it really is about appreciation for the divine or appreciation for what is unity, however you'd like to describe it, then you don't have to be around people to do that. In fact, the most intimate thing you can do in terms of that relationship is to be by yourself with reality, right? Or with someone else where you're, just focused on the connection, focused on the communication itself, because that is communion, right? That's what communion is all about, is communication. It's, it's interaction with what is, and that is people, but it's also just you. So there are many different forms that it takes, and it really is up to you. This idea that we all have to gather in a room and, you know, think about God and do it, it's, it's ridiculous, because again, it becomes conceptual. It becomes you know, like a God off who's thinking about God the most, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, it becomes silly. But on that note, I did want to say in the spirit of Christmas, uh, we're going to be giving away a coupon code at some point during this live stream today. So you can get a free copy of our beyond belief workshop, which is on the website. Um, it's all about this. It's all about moving beyond the conceptual belief to the understanding of reality to the alignment with what is, to the recognition that it's you, so many other ways to put it, but it's a great workshop and uh, I look forward to sharing it with you. I'm not gonna share that coupon code right now, but I'm trusting that Andrew or anybody in the comment section will remind me to do so as this episode continues on because I would hate to end the episode without actually sharing that. So definitely keep me in mind. I will I will make a note. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> Just... Well, uh, okay, there we go. All right, awesome. Uh, oh, Amanda, we got Amanda in the chat. What is up, Amanda? Good, good to see you. Hope your hope your day is going well. Um, so I did, I did want to. I was talking to Ray about this before, but my dreams, and as you may have been able to see from from the intro that I gave, my dreams have been trippy as fuck recently. Like ever since the the retreat, it's just been every night. They're so vivid. And I'm seeing them, as I mentioned in the intro, as not so different from my day-to-day -day reality. Like, it doesn't feel that different. And it's so funny because I always had this idea of, you know, what lucid dreaming is, but it was through the lens of control. Like, oh, you're in a dream and you can just do whatever you want. 
as opposed to kind of just watching things play out and and you're just one of those things playing out like you're a character that you're seeing being played out and and doing things and acting in ways and i and so i think that there's probably and as ray said there's there can be a resistance to a letting go of the character still and i think i'm still holding on to andrew in the dream to a degree because like that's been the extent of my experience so like it's super vivid but it really isn't it's almost like this reality is becoming more dreamlike and and the dreams are becoming more real like it's like they're kind of bridging closer together as opposed to this used to feel just like really real and, and structured and and i know what's going on all the time and dreams were just like you know, they're just dreams. They're that's nothing to do with anything about my experience or anything. So anyway, I've been having some crazy dreams last night. <laughs> I had such a wild one. I, I tried because when I woke up, I was like, that was crazy. So I wrote down some notes um, and I'll try and give um, talk about it as best I could. But I definitely forgot a lot of it. But basically, the premise was it was kind of a retreat type situation. And Ray was there. And there was, I don't know, 10 other people. And so there were these two, like it was me, uh, a big group of people. And then there was, there was a guy who looked like Ray and a guy who just looked like a guy from Stranger Things kind of. And um, so the situation in the dream was there was a lot of difficult situations that I kept facing to the point where things got started getting really weird and difficult to the point where I was like, afraid of some bad shit going down and then i was with sort of like a friend who had i had gotten close with and we were kind of hanging out kind of wondering like what's going on and then the guy the bigger burlier guy with the thick head of hair the, the distinction between ray and the guy the other guy was that the guy had hair basically and then so going through it ray's character was kind of pushing people through very difficult situations to the point that I wasn't really crazy about Ray's character in the dream, honestly. And then it got to a point where most of the people left to go do something. And I kind of started freaking out, like, what are they going to do? And I thought they were going to like get tools to like kill us or something. We were in the middle of the forest and then they come back and I had been kind of freaked out. So me and the friend were about to run away and I'd been kind of fed up with the difficult situations, but I had, I had been sort of growing from them as well. And then the whole time going through the difficult situations, the other main character with the thicker head of hair, bigger guy was, uh, he was kind of supportive through it and helping us through the situation. So I, I was a fan of him and it was like the friend, that guy and me that I was kind of comfortable around and everyone else. I wasn't crazy about, and they were kind of irking me a little bit and so i was freaked out about everyone coming back like what the fuck are they going to do and then everyone comes back and they completely forgot sort of anything within the last couple hours and i i didn't know why but i thought i was in danger and then i realized that i wasn't and then ray's character was back and he was kind of smirking and then i was like oh everything's everything's fine and and i was reflecting on how much i had grown through all the terrible situations that i thought was going on in this weird ass dream and situation. And then, so we're kind of hanging out there and then Ray's character and, and the other guy's character is kind of 
or, or <laughs> the the guy with the hair, his hair fell out and it, it was just Ray as that character. And then Ray as a character I wasn't crazy about. And they both walked in the forest and disappeared. And then I was like, oh my God. So the entire time they weren't even there. They were just figments of my imagination, pushing me to difficult situations and then like supporting me as I went through the difficult situations. And I was like, oh fuck, there is no Ray. And it was like Fight Club type, there is no Tyler Durden type situation. And it was like, oh my God, it's just me. And then that was that was pretty much the end of the dream. So I did my best to like remember. I hope you got the premise of the situation, but it was basically came down to the recognition that it's just been me the whole time, pushing myself through difficult situations, supporting myself through difficult situations, just like it's always been you going through it. And as much as there's characters in your life that support you, you know, they're they're there as you pushing you, pulling you, helping you, supporting you. And all of that. So it, it was a trippy ass dream for sure. <laughs> it sounds trippy. I wanted to to kind of go into that a little bit because you'll notice it'll go in waves. And often I find that the more intense dreams happen when there's almost like a bottleneck of insights or a bottleneck of things you're not you haven't processed yet. Like there's just lots in there that you've kind of seen and, and that you you're not working through or you haven't had a chance to work through. So dreams are a great way of kind of like letting your body relax while the rest of you continues on with the lesson. Right. And then you'll go through all that. And all of a sudden the dreams will start to wane a little bit. And I find a really good way to kind of help that bottleneck along is expression. Always expression, however you want to express yourself. Like you and I were talking uh, about expression, about, you know, the value of getting involved with things, learning an instrument or, or taking up an art, uh, sculpting, whatever it might be. Very valuable thing to do because it gets out what you're thinking. Right. It gets out everything that's going through you in a way that's not necessarily cognitive. It's very expressive. It's got multiple layers and multiple facets to it. And so I just wanted to recommend that you do that, that, that you find a way to express yourself somehow, you know, whether it's through sound or, or visuals or anything else. And, and I'm going to leave it at that because we'll see what happens in this episode. Uh, sounds good. So besides, like besides an instrument, what other types of things do you usually recommend to people? Or is, is that art? Art's a great one for sure. Okay. I, any kind of art, I, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you like sculpting, if you like finger painting, if you like drawing, if you like anything, right? Like uh, writing poetry, writing song lyrics, writing music, if you know how to do that, just playing with an instrument even, right? Like it's really just about play. It's about doing the thing for the thing itself. Because that gives you the ability, like in a dream, to fully immerse yourself in the experience. That's why dreams get so intense, right? If you allow yourself to really get into them, you're processing a lot. And it's because you're fully immersed. You're not thinking about the rest of your life. You're not thinking about your time. Unless, of course, you're getting used to your schedule, in which case, when you do lose a dream, you're still going to remember that alarm clock's going off, which is kind of annoying. I just want to mention that. <laughs> you'll, you'll actually go like, I've been in here a while. I think I should wake up soon. That thought gets pretty regular. I'm enjoying our new schedule because I don't necessarily worry about that now at all. I'm just like, you know, I'll get up when I get up and more than likely I won't be late. And I never am. I'm always early because I'm so enthusiastic about the conversation. So to me, you see, this is my art. Speaking, communicating, interacting with myself, 
And I've went through numerous different types of art, whether it was doodling or writing poetry. I went through a huge poetry phase. <laughs> it's like six months, man. I couldn't stop. I'm just writing like poem, poem after poem after poem after poem. It was insane. I filled whole like notebooks and I just threw them all out. I never kept them because right? it's just getting it out learning from it growing from it it's not about you know anybody else's recognition of it it's not about anybody else's validation of it it's just about you being you doing you watching what you end up being <laughs> it's awesome yeah that's that's interesting i'll definitely i think i've been i still fucking haven't gotten like a notebook to draw in and i will i will do that um i think that's what i'll probably start uh start doing but yeah it's funny it'll pop up when it's supposed to yeah yeah i know um i think i think with videos to a degree i've found that uh expression for sure like i think that's like an obvious thing for me that i've allowed to you know get my thoughts and and things out and i it's funny because i had a one-on-one -on -one, uh the other day with a guy who's getting into content or, or wanting to get into content and he was asking me like how did you you know you clearly have stuff you're kind of interested in focused on you found your niche basically like how'd you find your niche and i was like careful i didn't i didn't find it necessarily like you go back to my early stuff i was all over the place and even now i still have kind of like gone into being super hyper focused on you know spiritual message type stuff and kind of come out the other end and i really enjoy just like putting whatever i want out there and so i think it's important for anyone listening as ray was saying like doing the thing for the sake of doing it like not necessarily trying to find the right way to do it or the structure of doing it because the right way of doing it is how you're doing it it's it's the and allowing yourself you're not going to experience or tap into anything novel or incredibly creative if you're trying to follow a structure and a schedule and what everyone else has always done. So allowing yourself to just whatever you're interested in, whatever you're enthusiastic about, like putting that out there and then allowing it to shift and grow and like getting focused on that. Like I was explaining to this guy how I've, I've been through so many different ups and downs of content creation. He's like, you know, do you follow a schedule or do you, do you not follow a schedule? And I was like, I've done, I've done both. I've done lots of both over the last two and a half years. Like I had six months where I forced myself to post every single day. Sure. There were benefits to that. Like following, like pushing myself to do so allowed me to, even when I wasn't feeling it, like get something out there and, and not think so much about what I'm doing, just like putting it out there and saying, fuck it, this is my thing for the day, whatever. And then it got to a point where it was, you know, another box that I was that I was feeling myself, I needed to break out of. And so I would, and then I would shift and change and grow, but allow yourself to kind of get caught in that a little bit, because there are, even though now I don't necessarily follow a structure anymore, there's still pieces from following super rigid structures, forcing myself to not be super rigid, kind of let go of all of that to more structure, a little less structure, a little more structure, and like allowing that pendulum to naturally swing and just do it and, and see what you can learn from it because there's always benefits to everything that you do if you're there for it. If you're not so hyper-focused on what it's going to bring you or where it's going to get you or like, oh, this is the answer. It's like, no, this is just what you're interested in and enthusiastic about right now 
But what's funny is you don't know where it's going to lead and you don't know how it's going to impact the future things that you do. There's no way of knowing that. So something you get super hyper-focused on for six months and you're like, oh, that's not really what I wanted to do. Then you start doing something else. And then you use like a piece from those six months to inform the thing you're doing then. And you just never know when those things are going to come up. So just allowing yourself to follow whatever you're interested in and enthusiastic about because the best way of going about it, allowing yourself to get lost in structure, letting go of that structure, finding a new structure, letting go of the need for structure and, and that being, you know, a structure, whatever it may be, just allowing yourself to to get into the stuff and uh, and seeing where it goes and kind of being excited about the fact that you don't know where it's going to go or where it's going to lead. You know, in five years, you may use something, as Ray said so many times, like, now having dualist unity, he's used so many things that he didn't think necessarily, maybe didn't think that he would in the future now for this thing that he's been wanting to do for so long. So you just never know. And I think there's a lot of exciting uh, truths to that. Well, and it's so interesting because this is where the whole manifestation thing becomes different, right? Like people spend so much time trying to manifest certain things that it's really just about getting into what you're doing to the best of your ability, just deeper and deeper and deeper, because in that, in getting out of the distortion of the why you're doing it and the accumulation of value and all that stuff, your potential is what expands, right? So it's like a light that's suddenly shining so much brighter. And because of that light, there are so many different directions that are available to you. And so that's manifestation is being able to see more of what you are and take advantage of it. And as you keep doing that, step by step, moment by moment, moment by moment, you are abundance. And what's so funny is that it's not that you're chasing anything, it comes to you. It comes to you as a result of selflessness, which is the most counterintuitive thing, because it's not about getting what you want. It's about not wanting anything. So everything you need is a gift and it's brought to you as appropriate. And what I mean by need, is whatever is appropriate for the next stage of your growth could be anything. And it's more, more than likely not going to be the thing you expect, right? But it'll come to you and you'll, and you'll see it. And I say, it'll come to you. Like that's some magical thing. That's not what I mean. It could be anything that's just there. And all of a sudden it'll come to you in terms of being an insight, like, ah, that suddenly there's a symbolism that taught me something. And it's, could be anything and you'd be like, that's such an appropriate thing to come into my life at this exact time. It'll feel like a synchronicity, but it's just the appropriateness of unity unfolding all the time. It's completely tied to how deeply you are in your life, how deeply you are your life. And then it becomes effortless because all of the effort was against the illusion. All of the resistance was from the fear that was based on a falsehood. And so you're just constantly in a state of abundance. You are that abundance. Your mentality is what makes everything abundant. And by everything, I mean everything. But with that awareness, again, goes opportunity and abilities to empathize and change things just by being you. It's a very different kind of manifestation than what people think. Because we, we're coming from a place where we want something and that want is based on lack. And then wanting it and getting it reinforces that lack. And we end up in this vicious, in this vicious cycle. And it's very important to try and keep that in mind. But yeah, things tend to come to you. Yeah, and that limitation we place 
upon ourselves, like distorts everything we're trying to get, like the reality of what we're trying to get, if it's through a specific thing, like is inherently going to cut you off. And that's with it. Ah, it's so counterintuitive, but, uh, um, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Right now for everybody who's, who's wondering, I'm actually telling Andrew that he knows he needs to go and check his front door at the moment. Andrew, go check your front door. <laughs> go. <laughs> Andrew has no idea what's going on. Um, I just wanted to take a few moments here to just say how much I appreciate everything that Andrew brings to Dualistic Unity, everything that Andrew is. Um, he has the best intentions of almost anybody I've ever met in my life. He's honestly just earnest and honest. He's a good man. And I appreciate the fact that I get to work with him and that we all get to work together towards this community. The conversations that we've had over the last year have helped me transform as, as much as I'm sure he's learned from them. I've learned just as much, if not more. And so as a result, I kind of did something that uh, he's going to discover right now. And he's going to come back in a little bit and we're going to talk about that. And it really is important to remember that just be you. Don't, don't be you for a reason. Just be you and things will come your way. People will notice whether you recognize that they notice or not. So I just wanted to mention that very quickly. I'm going to check the comment section here. I understand people are here and chatting. I, I appreciate all of you being here. Absolutely. Um, let's just check the comments while we're waiting. Oh, wow. Some great, great ideas for paint, sing, dance. Um, here's a great comment. I recently dreamed of being back at the retreat with everyone who attended, and it felt like walking through it, knowing it was a dream, but it felt exactly like I felt I was there. I get that. I've been going through that too. I had a number of dreams where I was talking to people from the retreat and people who had never been to the retreat. And, uh, and there's Andrew. That's perfect. Uh, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It is a coloring book and set with a shitload of pencils and, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> fucking I dude. Thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Uh, that's awesome. I will be using that this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, gonna have some fun with that. Be shooting over all of my uh, drawings in in Discord because yeah, I've been uh, been kind of sitting on that for a bit and just you know not not doing it. So I appreciate. It. I was I was literally thinking of like what when would be a good time to go to the store like to CVS or something and get or whatever coloring store and get some stuff. And I was like, could I do it after the calls today? Yeah, probably. Thank you. It's a perfect example of what we're talking about. And I was talking about you while you were gone, just so you know. I was just saying that that's the whole point is just be yourself. You don't recognize the rest of reality noticing that you're being yourself. You don't recognize how much they appreciate it, but things come your way beyond your control. Things that, you know, maybe you haven't been thinking about things that are good for you that you've been putting off because you've been thinking about everyone else. Right. It's important. So yeah, I thought the good, the timing was really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking a, it's like, I, I don't even get surprised that much anymore, but I appreciate it very much. Cause yeah, it's, I think that's important. 
I, I tell myself this all the time. Sometimes progress is not like allowing yourself to not make progress, which is counterintuitive because it's like not doing it is progress. But then we have this idea of progress. It's like I'm not, you know, doing something uh, busy, which for me is just like usually just content related stuff. Then it's not it's not product productive or, or progress. But like at the same time, doing like drawing and not that I'm going to draw for the sake of like garnering insights because I'm just fucking it, fucking it all up again. Like I said yesterday, you're just fucking the recognition as soon as it happens. But, um, but inevitably like, you know, there's stuff that comes out of everything that we do when we're, when we're doing it for the sake of doing it no differently than, you know, doing these calls, we do them for the sake of doing them. We're not trying to be insightful. It's just letting go of the desire to be insightful allows insights to arise because as soon as you strive to have it happen for a reason it's like why are you why do you want them to happen to think of yourself in a certain way to prove yourself that you're this idea that you're living up to it's like no it it distorts it inherently immediately so anyway i'm excited to get drawn <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's good i again like it bottlenecks otherwise like there's so many ways that you can express yourself there's so many ways that all that stuff can come out once you start tapping into the imagination everything opens up everything and i mean that and i'm saying this to the listener as well your imagination is an untapped resource i just want to say that but beware because it's super powerful the more you put into it the more real it becomes and that can become complicated depending where you are when you're doing that. And, and you know that just from those moments where, uh, let's say you're, you're on the bus or something and you start to almost nod off and then you have a dream of like falling or a dream of a car or something and you're like, Jesus. And it's so real. Like you can, it's real enough that you snap out of your, your, your doze because you actually saw it coming. That, that kind of thing. That can get way deeper way deeper and you can sustain it without snapping out of it it's just a matter of opening yourself up as it were to the idea that none of your concepts are reality including of reality as andrew was saying earlier you know there's no real difference between reality and a dream and i thought it was really funny because you were saying that the trick that you're learning in the dream is to kind of let go and let it do what it's supposed to be doing and that's exactly what you're learning here i just wanted to mention that that every time you resist this dream that's when shit gets all fucked up Right. And it's just that this dream is slightly more consistent. It doesn't end like that. Oddly, it ends when we go to sleep. But in a dream, a dream, which is kind of a, I guess, a miniature amateur version of this reality, like it's the product of this much smaller me, as opposed to the larger me that can do this in real time and HD and all of that consistently with the appearance of time and time that fluctuates, I wanted to mention, like the, the, the fact that we experience time at, at varying different paces is awesome in general, but it's a slight variation as opposed to in a dream where you can just jump from one universe to another, from one timeline to another, from one room to another. You can just go, oh, what's in the living room? And suddenly you're in the living room, right? Without actually seeing the duration of time that happened in between. Dreams are fun that way, right? But it kind of lends a question about what's the difference in mentality between a dream and here. And I find that in a dream, I have a way lighter touch on what I think is real. So that being said, I'm curious, like, because we've talked about 
you know, the difference being, or one of the main differences being the story of ourself that we hold on to and, and believe more closely to be the truth of what we are for the most part than in a dream. It's much more obvious that it's just all you, it's your dream. So it's all you, as opposed to you within this, you know, uncertain reality. So talking about the differences between that dream state and this reality, like, you know, you talk about hopping from experience to experience, like who's to say that couldn't be possible here, but like, there's all like, there's trade-offs as well inherently to that type of situation. Like, is that something you would really want to experience that inconsistency all the time? It's a damn good question. I mean, just think about how you dream. And that's really it, right? Like people who, who hate dreaming, for example, listening to the, like, no, <laughs> no, I don't at all because I'm afraid. And so my fears keep manifesting in my dream. Like my dream keeps reflecting my fears that I'm not dealing with. And that's why they keep building. Right. So I have to, I have to face my fear day to day, which means letting go of my walls. Doesn't mean actually going out and facing the thing I think I'm afraid of. Right. It just means lowering my walls. Sometimes facing the thing I'm afraid, the thing that I think I'm afraid of is how I justify the lowering of my walls, but I don't actually have to do that in order to lower my walls. I just have to recognize they're there, right? And so as you do that, as you lower your walls and you become more vulnerable, and as we said to somebody at the retreat, you start to live a bit like an exposed nerve. That's when your dreams change in terms of tone. That's when they change in terms of what they're showing you. They're no longer something to fear. If anything, you're just like, like you're just watching open-eyed, just, oh my God, this is intense. And all you're trying to do is not hold on, is not you know grab onto this idea of like, this isn't real because you're trying to let it happen, right? And, and in that, there's a whole bunch of lessons that I think carry over into our waking life because I think that the two states are informing each other or that, that they have the capacity to inform each other. If we were to look at them that way, I think that we're so busy saying one's real, one's not, that we don't understand that they're both avenues to the recognition or appreciation of the relationship between the observer and the observed, right? It's, it's almost like, like I was saying, it's our, our small limited amateur version of what's happening all the time, kind of like a holodeck if you're a fan of Star Trek or something like that. But the point being, um, it's just training. Like it's just a way to learn and process the magnitude of what we are, just like everything else. I think, again, just like, imagination dreams are an untapped resource and they're both accessing the same thing so it's not even that they're uh like different like opposites in a way it's more like they're supplemental to our reality it's like imagination is like when we're trying to draw it in here in small little in small little bits that are easy to accept right like at our own pace as opposed to in the dream where it's just it's completely untapped like if it's in there you can access it you know, so i would say that yeah like imagination is it's kind of like smoking a joint as opposed to eating mushrooms right like the insights are there and you can relax into them and tap into them as you so choose or you can just 
you know, dig into the munchies and watch cartoons. It's fine. It's at your leisure. Whereas with mushrooms, that's not at your leisure. They're just there all the time. And if you're going to resist, it's going to turn crappy for you real fast, right? So you just have to accept. Dreams are very much like that. And again, feel very similar. Yeah, definitely. And they're feeling more, more and more similar these days. Um, with I'm I'm curious then also with with weed versus mushrooms. Do you think we have a little bit more say in the experience with weed? Like it's a little bit less of a forced walls dropping type situation. Cause again, like I have more experience with mushrooms than than weed. And I I have experiences with weed, but I've never really understood how to even describe it. So I'm kind of curious of of your description between the two. Every weed is different, but I will say that the um, the transition time for weed is way slower than it is for psychedelics, right? And what I mean is that it takes time for that anxiety to build <laughs> when you're getting high, unless you're habitually anxious. Understand that because that that time gets greatly diminished by habit. If your synapses are, are regularly firing on anxiety, any drug, anxiety is just right there waiting for you like an old friend. And it's just because you've, you've really, really decreased that gap between you and it just through practice, habit over time. That's not a fault or anything else, right? And so you have to go through the process of starting to remember like, right, my anxiety is created by me, therefore not as powerful as me. And you start building that little bit of a gap between you and your anxiety. And that's when it starts to get easier to deal with that anxiety as it pops up as you relax. Because that's it. As you relax, you're relaxing your walls. And so if you're really committed to your walls, anxiety is right there. That's it. It's the, pro it's the process of relaxing. So with weed, it's very much like, okay, I'm high. I'm going to relax. Oh, I'm starting to feel a little panicky cartoons, music, uh, maybe I'll eat something, you know, something like that. Like there's, there's more of a, a pace that you can find your way into. You can kind of ease your way through it. Whereas for <laughs> psychedelics, depending on how much you do, right. That is not the case, right? It's like, oh, wow, there's a thought to fear. And that's your choice. It's like a little switch, which way are you going? <laughs> and that's it. And then once you decide you're like 30 steps down that way, and then you see another switch, which way do you want to go now? And so it's very, very different in terms of the transition period because you're processing way faster on psychedelics, right? Like your, your thought processes are, are way more uh, involved. On weed, you're, you are processing faster or rather you're relaxing enough to see how, how fast you normally process. That's the thing about cannabis. Like everybody's like, oh, I don't smoke weed because it makes me anxious. No, you are anxious. That's always under the surface. You're just running so fast and distracting yourself so much, you don't hear it doesn't mean it's not there it's there that's all that's happening is you've slowed down enough to pay attention to what you're always doing that's that's interesting so it, it almost seems like with weed it's more of a frequent opportunity to either lose yourself in the panic or let it go as opposed to psychedelics is is a less frequent opportunity and it's more like they're kind of taking you if, if you're like, oh, that's that's I'm, I'm not crazy about that resistance. And then it's like, or it's like, 
I'm not, I don't know about that. And then it's like, but that's okay. And then it's like that way. But with weed, it's more like, like you said, a slower build kind of as you go. It's like, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. Ooh, I really don't like this. Oh, Oh, I'm not a fan of this at all. And then it's just like, and then it's a constant thing, but you have, you still along that line have the opportunity to be like, no, that's, it is okay. I am okay. So it's more of a, a consistent practice. So it's almost like getting more reps in that in a sense with weed as opposed to psychedelics is so psychedelics in a way is almost easier to handle in a lot of ways than weed depending on your mentality correct because yeah okay that makes sense (laughs) yeah it's like it's like yeah weed is really getting really getting your reps in and it's so funny that it's actually an opportunity to practice something, a letting go. And we see it as just like, you know, this drug and it's been banned for so long. And it's like, no, it's actually can be really good for you in the mentality sense, not even in the physical sense of like healthy stuff. It's, it's literally a good practice. Whereas, you know, psychedelics are a good practice as well, but in a, in a different way. Yeah. And this is kind of the point that we've made about psychedelics is that, uh, it's kind of the easy way right like and, and don't get me wrong it helps and to, to a certain degree when you can't get out of, out from underneath that weight yeah all of a sudden you'd be like oh wow there's an option to all that weight that's where psychedelics are very handy for sure but you're right you know the cannabis is very much a practice meditation too because uh, cannabis and meditation have the same effect on the brain they both induce kind of an alpha state and, and so you're detaching to a very large degree from the things that you normally attach to, or at least you have the capacity to do so. But like you were saying earlier, it's about what you want to do with it, what you're really, what your life is all about, what your priority in life really is. And, and, and that changes everything. And that's why people are like, oh, you're just getting high. It's like, just like, I'm sitting here contemplating the nature of reality and you're worried about what you're gonna do at 4.30, right? Like it's, it's, so, it's such a different perspective and it really just comes down to how people perceive it and based on how they perceive, I guess, the importance of subjectivity. Because that really is it. It's the importance of your subjective experience that we're talking about. We're so used to prioritizing the physical experience, the biology, the survival, that we totally forget the other significant portion of our reality is your subjective experience, is the fact that to you, nothing is happening that's not you. Like you are the entirety of your reality. It's all you, just like in a dream, right? Just like in a dream, you don't know any of this extends beyond your consciousness. You don't, you don't know. You might want to say you know, but you don't know, right? And, and you never will. That's the beauty of this. Okay, but that's the point. How often do you take in the importance of your subjective? How often do you take in the importance of your mentality? How often do you take in not the importance of what you're doing, but what you're getting out of what you're doing? Because that's the balance. But we spend so much time trying to look at the objective, so much time trying to trying to address climate change, for example, and yet still buying the same products, using the same products, endorsing the same industries, endorsing the same system that keeps those industries rolling. It's all because it's a product of our mentality. So do you see the difference, right? Like we look at the world, we gotta fix that. What do you mean that? 
you're it. There's no separation. This is the thing like, oh, society. What is society? You are society. We are society. Like it changes with us, right? Like if you're talking about society as something of the past, yeah, okay, sure. Previous society up until this moment where now I'm changing because we're society. Society is always changing. It's in flux, but we forget that kind of like the ego. It's this thing. It's not this thing. It's us. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very important reminder. That's something that uh, Krishna Murthy. I I haven't been listening to him in the last couple of weeks, but something he was talking about a lot with Alan Anderson was just how one of the core misunderstandings that people get caught up in is thinking that they're not the world. It's like the difference between recognizing that you are the world versus recognizing or believing that you're not, that you're separate from it. And so I'm curious because you say that. And when we were talking to Mind Hacking Happiness to uh, Sean on that episode, you mentioned how you come at it almost from the purely subjective standpoint. I'm curious, like, what exactly you mean when you talk about the subjective? Is it is it that it's from your experience? And what would be the the other end from su- subjective? Is it the objective experience, or is that is it would be a, a different word for this situation? It's, I guess, the physical experience versus the experience of awareness. Let's just say, like, for me, I'd say I'm like 99% sure this isn't physical. <laughs> like, we have a perspective that it is physical for sure. But to me, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I really don't. I, I see this very much like a dream. And that's what I mean. Like, it's a product of awareness. But it's such a, a giant massive awareness that you can freely walk around the inside of this dream and it will continue to fill in every detail look deeper there's more detail look farther there's more detail like it's it it is a product of a giant 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 limitless awareness that we are all just embodying and expressing but the physical reality that we experience is absolutely real that's not to say that it's not real what i'm saying is that it's not separate from our awareness like they're one in the same they're one in the same, just like the walls in your dream are you. There's no difference, except that in the dream, you're not thinking about all of the physical universe as you are here. You know, like I was saying, it's the difference between being a body or being the awareness of a body, right? And, it's, and, and that's it. It's not even the awareness that the body exists. It's the awareness projecting the experience of a body. Right. In the same way in a dream, you're projecting the experience of being chased. Right. And so that's that's what I mean. Like I don't see this the same way that most people see this. And it's simply because I don't know, the deeper I go, the more it doesn't make any sense to me that this would be separate at all. So does it almost come down to a lack of perception of division taken as truth? Is on the subjective side, as opposed to on the objective side or on the other end of the spectrum is taking the perception of division to think that it's actually reality. Like the division is what it is. Like even going as far, uh, my, my brother and I, the other day, we were looking at a map of the world and just like talking about 
travels and like countries we want to go to. I don't, I don't know exactly what we were talking about, but we were just looking at it and he was like, you know, that those maps are not to scale at all. Like it, it's fascinating how off they are. And I was like, oh, that's, I think I knew that, but like didn't really know. So I looked up like map actually to scale and it was completely different. And it still had lines on the, on the earth of like countries. And I'm like, you know, something really funny is that there's people out there who think those lines are actually real. And so I think that's how I see the subjectivity is almost recognizing that, you know, even, even just looking at something like that, like a map, like there's not actual lines it's not how the world looks like North America doesn't have a big fat line in between it, like between Canada and the US. Like it's not actually there. It's just a big ass plot of land that is and all of the water on it is just water on top of the land. It's not like it's just water straight through to the other end of it. It's just a big you know, rock of land. Like it's it's funny because I can I'm, I'm glad I can reference this there. Like this land that you see, all the land is still there on the water here the water is just on top of the land and there's no actual you know there's no lines in the sand there yeah there's maybe some walls in certain areas and roads in certain areas but it's not inherently the reality of the earth and i think a lot of times people forget that which is so funny oh we forget a lot of things we get just used to the way that we perceive things and like i said i, I remember uh, at one point driving down a highway with a friend who's complaining about like oh man highways getting really bad why don't they ever like why why don't they fix this all the time i'm like you understand the earth moves the ground moves they'd have to be repaving constantly like the earth moves and he's like oh i never thought about that exactly it's exactly my point is that we never think about these things but you know it very much is like that i mean there are so many distinctions between us and reality that are based purely on concept, on self-image and the need for certainty. And, and when you get rid of all of that, you have to stare right in the face at the real possibility that it's just you, right? Not you, the body, though that might be what you're experiencing right now, right? But that's what you're experiencing right now, but it's just you. And it always has been, and always will be. Everybody's just you. You have to come to that point eventually in this journey of questioning everything. That's it. And when you get there, don't answer it. Like that, don't, don't go, yeah, right? Because as soon as you do that, now you've locked onto an idea of you, which is the problem, right? So as much as I'm like, it's all you, not the you you're thinking of. That's the trick, is to keep going down that, that uncertainty, is to keep looking down the barrel of that until you recognize that everything that you see is also you. And that you just keep seeing more and more and more. And it's because you are the awareness of everything that is. And that doesn't make you special because that's the same is true for everyone else. Right? It's just, it's just what you see eventually. And that's why I say I, I sit in this weird place looking at the world slowly proving what I'm saying in terms of quantum entanglement and everything else. Like we know, we know the universe isn't divided. It's obvious that it's intrinsically connected to our awareness. We know this. We just don't like it. And so we're kind of baby stepping our way to the realization of it, resisting it every step of the way for sure, because it 
flies in the face of everything that we've wanted to believe for so long. There's a level of accountability that's, that goes with this insight. There's a level of responsibility. And again, faith in yourself. And as a culture, we don't have that yet. Right? We have to gain it individually in order for society to express it. And that's the point. So the more of us have this, this, this discussion on our own, even with people, um, the more we start to recognize that the division that we've been perceiving is purely based on how we want to see ourselves. And when you let that go, it's not there. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to recognize that in any of these, any sort of recognition, um, like, for example, something I think of the story of the egg, the egg theory that, you know, you live all of the lives and then, you know, it ends with a super distorted message of, you know, you're a god and then you join all the other gods and it's like still super fucking egotistical. But and like just there's humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there is there's some semblance of like recognitions there. But anyone who perceives that or there's a Jim Carrey quote that I used to love and think about all the time that. Uh, it's something like when you wake up in the morning and recognize that you're not a part of the universe, you are the universe. You don't have to keep striving to become something, but you can just let life happen and and walk through the doors sort of thing. And I, I think I first heard that like five years ago and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's super freeing. You know, I'm not a part of the universe. I, I'm it. I don't have to worry about things too much. Just keep walking through the situations. And that's super helpful. Like that's still helpful to me to this day. But any of those things, be it the egg theory, the recognition that you're not a part of the universe, you are the universe, is still through the veil of the idea of yourself every single time. And until you let go of that, those messages are not going to be able to be understood in the way that they're you know, intended by the person because we're still holding on to the idea of me, to the idea of myself as something that is inherently divided so we see even if you can see that oh i, I live all of these different lives it's like you know I, I live that old man's life down the street at some point but not right now and and when i'm him i'm still me but like i'm i'm him like i have my insights from this lifetime and but then i experience his sort of situation and it's still so distorted because we're still thinking about ourselves. So a lot of people can start to recognize that. And there's a lot of spiritual people out there who are like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm the universe wandering around. And if you're not willing to let go of the story of you and recognize that that's not actually what you are, you're not the idea, none of those things are actually going to hit until you can let go of that. And then all of them make a bunch of sense. Like, yeah, no, no shit, because I'm not the story that I think I am. So. As you let go of those walls that divide you from the rest of reality, divide you from me, divide you from your environment, you're able to see that, oh, that's that's the inevitable impact or, or recognition that you have through letting go of the idea of you, of the story. But until you do that, they're always distorted and they're always distorted through the veil of the idea of yourself. That's why we harp on this so much that you know, you're not what you think you are because through that all this stuff makes sense but it it's people aren't willing to let go of that story, be it a positive or a negative. 
and that unwillingness, that desire for that certainty doesn't allow them to, you know, move beyond just that limitation, that limited idea of themselves, the limited potential that is available when you're holding onto it so tightly. And with that division comes fear, which is why we're always trying to protect ourselves and reinforcing the illusion, right? Which is, again, Christmas, right? Without that illusion, without that need to satisfy yourself, you are nothing but an overflowing cup because you're always interacting with yourself. You have nothing but not even good intentions. I don't even think that's correct because that intention thing is still towards someone else. You're just in a good state of mind and interacting with yourself based on that good state of mind. It's just like when you're feeling really good, not beating yourself up. Like you take care of your body, you take care of your habits, you take care of what you're doing moment to moment. Why? It's not because your intentions are good. You're loving being yourself. Right? That's what all of this is about. That's the point. That's why I do this. That's everything my life is about. I just love being me. I love being me. All of this is about loving being me. So you can love being you without ever thinking that that's the idea of you. It's not an egotistical love by any means. It's what remains afterwards. We do have a bunch of questions. I do want to get to them quickly, but as I promised, if anybody would like a free copy of our Beyond Belief workshop, you can go to dualisticunity.com, check out the workshop section in the store, click on the Beyond Belief workshop and use the discount code SELFLOVE, all one word. And you can get a free copy of our workshop talking about the deep end of this conversation, what it is to go beyond concept and belief and self-affirming illusions to actually recognize what is yourself and that we're all in that together. So I hope you enjoy that workshop. We look forward to your feedback. Definitely tell people what you thought of it on Discord or anything else because we take all of that info in and we apply it to our future workshops. Also want to bring that up. There's another workshop coming up on January 14th and 15th, I believe, the weekend on authentic coaching. Now we say authentic coaching. If you want to become a coach, you can definitely apply this in your practice, but it's really just about authenticity and communication because coaching, as you may have noticed from the conversation that we're having to us, isn't about getting someone somewhere. It's about helping them recognize that they are exactly what they want to be if they just stop getting in the way and covering that with shit. So if you want to have that conversation with us, we would love to see you. Not only that, but all of the members from our previous retreat get access to this workshop for free because they were at the retreat that honestly helped inspire a lot of the content that we will be sharing in this workshop. So it's going to be really nice to see them all again. I do hope that you managed to connect with some of them and ask them about what they thought of the retreat and whatnot, because it was a hell of an experience. And again, if you want to join us for the next one, April 1st, the tickets are now available at dualisticunity.com. Just go to uh, events and you'll see the retreat right underneath in the navigation bar. You can check out all the details. Um, it's fantastic for sure. There's a hot tub. We have Chef Caitlin coming. There's a gazebo. It's in one of the most beautiful areas of the world. There's eagles and a river, and we go for nice long walks through a provincial park. There's so much. Anyway, all that said, we're going to get to Paige's question because she's been very patient. Paige was asking, I have a good one. Can you guys talk about how people say weed can open you up to dark entities and lower vibrations? Because I struggle to see where that would come from besides your own energy. That's 
absolutely the case it just comes from your own energy that's that irresponsibility that we were talking about earlier it's dark entities and lower vibrations and and you know stuff i don't want to look at so i project it I project an image onto it that vilifies it and takes the responsibility away from me for not wanting to look at it at least that's my take on it and i'll pass this over to andrew yeah i think it's similar to kind of like the intrusive thoughts conversation like your your ability to see them as dark entities is not a a bad thing it's it's showing you what you're able to see and recognize and the distinctions you're able to perceive but it's also showing you that you're so much vaster than the idea of yourself like a lot of us prefer to hold on to a positive idea of ourself and i think through those entities like honestly uh, I've had some shitty experiences on week because I used to be way more anxious and and way more resistant to any type of change or relaxation or, or seeing things in a different way. Um, when I was in college, so yeah, I had some edible experiences that were just fucking nightmares. Um, but I haven't seen really dark entities necessarily. I have when I'm tripping more so, but even those I didn't because I'm like pretty comfortable and accepting with, you know, trips and wherever they go and wherever they take me, I don't resist them so much. And they, they always kind of showed me a, a difficult thing that I was kind of didn't want to see, but then was able to learn from and, and grow from, and it was uncomfortable going through it, but it didn't mean that it was, you know, a bad experience. And so I think seeing the dark entities could just be showing you that, you know, you're fucking vast. You're the you're the whole spectrum from the darkest of the darkest darkness to the brightest of the brightest lights. And it's all there. And and through that recognition is where freedom is able to arise. It's not through clinging to just this positive idea of yourself, because there's going to be consequences to that too. And and it could just be, in a sense, showing you that. You know, that story that you think of yourself as of being maybe a, a more positive person or whatever, like there are op there's an opportunity to let go of even that story and not act upon any like dark shit, but recognize that it's there. And and through that, even as we were talking with Lisa Ann on our recent podcast episode, like through your lowest lows, worst experiences, darkest times in your life. That's where the experience and ability to connect with people and empathize with people actually come from. So those are just as beneficial, as difficult and as uncomfortable as they could be to go through. Those are just as beneficial as, you know, all of the great experiences that you have with people and all of the all of the things that you learn and the accomplishments that you have. And so I think there's opportunity to see any dark entities or things that you don't really prefer to see in a trip or, or when you're high as recognition that, you know, we can let go of the preferences. We can let go of the labels of it being, you know, something you don't want to experience because it's an opportunity to let go of the resistance. And it's almost showing you that like, here, this is something super uncomfortable. Are you going to resist it? Or are you going to you know, allow it to be and recognize that, oh yeah, this is, this is an aspect of the vastness of me as well. So even just in the experience, I think there's an opportunity to let go 
of that resistance, let go of the story, let go of what you're clinging to, seeing yourself in a certain way and just see the vastness and through that tap into a little bit more of your potential and experience a little bit more freedom from the idea that you think you are. Well said. Absolutely. I think that's about as clear as you can make it, right? It's just, we never want to take responsibilities. And so we always pass it off to an external entity. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I just want to say that because we were talking about this in Patreon yesterday. Seeing things as external is kind of a step along the way. Like if you were to go from developing your ego through your teenage life to thinking you are what you think you are. And then the next insight was that you're not any of that. And it was just from one to the other, like a jump without anything in between, you'd have a psychotic break, right? Like, it, and that's what a lot of people go through is they have all of a sudden this recognition, oh my God, everything I've, invest, I, I've invested in isn't the truth. And then they run screaming the other direction. And that's just them looking at a little bit of I want to say that, that very clearly. That's just people looking at a little bit of it from a place where they're stressed and invested in illusion. It's jarring as fuck to understand that the illusion you're invested in and have dedicated so much time and attention to doesn't actually exist as a source of value or certainty. Like it's a, it's a big jump, man, for sure. And so it's important to have, you know, that gray area, that process, that, that procession of going, oh my God, I'm seeing ghosts to actually I kind of like, oh, that's interesting. It's an interesting symbolism for me to not seeing anything at all and just feeling it as an intention to, you know, not even seeing it as an intention, just being you and suddenly somebody saying to you, oh my God, that reminds me of somebody who used to say that when they were, you know, long ago before they passed and you're just like, okay, I don't know. I'm just serving my purpose. I'm just doing my thing. You're not seeing it as outside of you at all. That doesn't mean that you're not still the projection of the universe in that person's reality it doesn't mean you're still not connected to every person that ever came before you or after which is a different conversation entirely right but you're reflecting all of that all the time it's just how much can you accept that you are the voice of the universe <laughs> right and that's why i like the jesus story honestly i, I really do because you got to give the guy credit half the time he's kind of talking as himself and the other half he's identifying as the whole like he's talking about himself as the whole, like I'm, I'm the mouth of the universe at the moment talking. And if all of us did that, imagine how fun that conversation would be. Yeah. I mean, that would be fucking incredible. I've had a couple, I feel like we've had a couple conversations where it felt pretty, pretty clear that it was voice of the universe. And that was trippy as shit. But I think a, uh, uh, the way I think about that, like, the kind of back and forth and not seeing everything at once and and going from being super invested in the illusion to realizing that oh none of it is the case and none of it this is actually real and i thought this was very real and now i don't i see it as like seeing subtle things and and having kind of more smaller insights at a time and, and allowing yourself to kind of like go through that process is kind of like getting poked by the universe in the face. It's like, it's kind of annoying, but you're like, you're able to look at it and be like, Hmm, that's, that's something there versus seeing it all at once is like getting fucking right hook to the face, which a lot of times will put you out 
for a bit. You know, you go to the hospital and get some reconstruction, some recovery time, as opposed to the pokes are annoying, but they give you they they don't hurt you. They don't knock you back. You know, not not that they would set you back, but they they give you more opportunity to ease into it and kind of go at at your pace until you recognize that you don't have to pay attention to the pokes anymore. If that makes sense. But I, I, I think there's, and that's why, you know, we talk about it and Ray reminds me all the time, like, don't rush it, dude. Like you don't need to try and see everything as quickly as possible because there is a benefit to building that base and sort of taking it slow and having the recognitions as they come, as opposed to trying to, just like dive face first into them all the time. Because as I've seen more since like recognizing that the story of me isn't, isn't the reality of me and, and getting curious about, you know, how much can I, can I let go of that? It's, it's not that letting go of it all the way is better than holding on to it. Like we, we love to live in this idea that there's a better way to live and a, and a worse way to live. There's not, there's a right way to live and there's a wrong way to live. There's just ways to live. Like that's all it is. Duality is unity. Being lost in the illusion is still experiencing unity. You just don't think you are, you're caught up in an illusion. And there are, depending on how tightly you cling to that, there's consequences to that. And again, depending on how much you let go of that, it's going to be a much different experience. And so if you go from cling very tightly to completely letting go, it's going to be super, super fucking jarring, like getting punched in the face as opposed to, you know, letting go and, and kind of enjoying the process. Cause that's all it ever is letting go, enjoying a letting go of the story. Once you see some of it, it's like you kind of allow yourself to, Oh, see more. Oh, I'm getting caught up in bullshit. Oh, I can, I can let that go. Oh, I'm getting caught up in bullshit again. Oh, I can let that go. And, and that is just as much the journey and you can enjoy that experience just as much as, you know, letting go more and more and more because the, the letting go more and more and more, there's not an end point to that either. Like there are no ends to it. It's like the, the constant process of going back and forth. It's just the seriousness with which you take it. And that being said, it does make me wonder, like, could there be not that there's an end point, but like close to an end point that's way different than this experience? If all possibilities exist, it kind of implies that all possibilities exist. That's very much the point. That's what drives me, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious as hell. So why not just keep getting shit out of the way? Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm really not attached to the idea of safety anymore. I've lost everything in my life. I've been on my own for the longest time. Like I've been genetically engineered to not give a fuck at the end of the day. So I'm just going with it. Right. Like that's it's it's the kind of the funniest experience. But somebody was asking if we'll be sharing uh, feedback about the retreat. And I just wanted to, to say we haven't as yet because we've been waiting for everybody to have a chance to process what the retreat was and give us their feedback. All of the feedback has been submitted as of last night. So we now have a number of reviews. I will read one to everyone right now. My thoughts on the retreat are ever-changing the more I process and integrate. 
I went on a retreat and fell in love with the reality of what it means to be alive. I would be making light of the experience to call it life altering. It surprised me how quickly and simply everyone went from strangers to a family. Night one, there, was a, there seemed to be like an air of communal excitement and nerves. Night two was met with the experience of one day feeling like a week. By night three, we were all in agreement that it felt like we'd been spending months together. I started with meeting new friends and I left with family. So the experience was an overall 10 out of 10. I won't pick a single favorite thing. Top three favorites were the location in such a beautiful forest, the food cooked by a soulful and loving person, that would be Chef Caitlin, and the environment that every single individual created. And, and I'll leave it at that, there's more. There, there's more and that's just one review, but it was just a fantastic experience. And they're all very much in that vein. Understand everybody is saying the same thing, holy shit. And that's exactly how we felt walking away from it. I'm not going to lie. Like we, we had a vision. I have a vision of what is possible. And from my own life, Andrew experiences it in his own life. People are talking to us all the time on Discord and on Patreon. They're seeing this happening. But to actually come to a place where everybody's letting go deliberately, and especially considering how hard we've worked to be able to do that to any degree whatsoever. Yeah, it, it's an incredible experience. It's more than we've ever been able or more than we've ever hoped was possible in such a short time. And so the second retreat is going to be incredible. If you can make it, we'd love to see you. It is nine days. It's happening from April 1st to April 9th. Everybody arrives on the 1st. We get a, a bus from the Nanaimo airport all together. And that bus is a shuttle through space and time to another universe where we are all living our best selves. It's, it really is quite a transformative experience. We stop in an old growth forest with trees that are hundreds of years old. So that's beautiful too. We get to the lodge and then it's just a week of being eternity with a bunch of other people who recognize that they're you, or at least are working towards recognizing that they're not who they think they are. And so it, it really is a magical experience, if I had to use a word. I would say it's magical. And again, I understand it's a long time to take off, but it's only five work days. It's one week, one work week that you're taking off. All meals are, are covered. Everything that, that you have to worry about in terms of party favors and whatnot are covered. Everything is good in terms of this, just you being taken care of. There's no extra expenses is what I'm trying to say. That whole week is just about you relaxing. It's worth it. In my opinion, if you can make the time, it's worth it. I'd love to see you there. Yeah, life-changing, magical, <laughs> incredible. Uh, it, there's so many different words you can use to describe it, but it, it really, it's a lot of fun. It's just a great fucking time like i was talking to someone uh yesterday who's curious about a one-on-one -on -one client who's interested in doing their own types of retreats and they were asking about you know how do you set it up and and whatnot and i was like honestly ray's fucking super fucking passionate about it so he does a lot of the setting up stuff because he's been you know basically planning this for 20 years um but that being said there is a balance between creating an environment and and a sort of structure to allow for people to to not have to think about almost anything at all in terms of like actual needs you know food shelter water things like that so that they can be free in themselves so like we provide that structure of the essentials and an environment curated to basically the best possible environment to take a vacation from 
the idea of yourself and everything that comes with that, all of the limitations, all of the things that you think you have to be, things you think you have to become, places you think you have to get to. And, and so you can recognize that you're already in that place that you want to be. And through an experience like this, not that you need to be in an experience like this, but it can be very difficult in our day-to-day -day lives to find the time to recognize that you're already there. And so this allows you a space to recognize that, to let those guards down, to fully be the truth of what you are, not the idea that you hold on to that you think you have to, you know, grow and, and build and, and whatnot. And so it's, it's a really incredible experience where it's life-changing. Like I, I felt it as much as anyone else that review could have been written by me. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, on top of all of that, it's just a lot of fun, you know, sauna hikes through magical forests. It's like, if you think of a magical fairy forest, that's, that's kind of, kind of what they look like with moss growing on the trees, super beautiful, lush green. Um, so yeah, it's an incredible time and you got to hang with me and Ray for, for nine days. Um, and yeah, we're, we're having a good time the whole time too. And plenty of enjoyable, uh, things to, provide a, a more a clear environment for you allow to allow yourself to uh to let go um so yeah if, if you are interested at all shoot us a message get your tickets there's only seven left um and yeah it's gonna be a grand old time it really is um slightly more serious announcement because this conversation has been kind of going on uh in the discord and in the comment section right here the last retreat that we planned was how we were more or less figuring it all out. And so our original intention was to offer people the opportunity to split a double bed or a queen bed in order to bring the ticket prices down. But after actually being at the location, what we were, what we realized was that that would be far too many people in order to sit comfortably around the dinner table, in order to even just be in the lodge, it would get a little cramped. And so we've decided that there are a set number of guests that will be at this location, and it's nine. Two of those tickets have already been taken. There are seven tickets remaining. The option to split a bed is unfortunately no longer there because any more than nine people, and it won't have the same vibe. It will start to actually get a little bit too crowded. People won't have the same amount of space or privacy, even with one person per bed the rooms are shared right so it's two beds in a room so and you get your own bathroom and don't get me wrong it's very nice and and you will learn how to uh empathize with your roommate everybody gets very very close seriously people left the last retreat feeling like family they're still keeping in touch without us being involved like half the time they'll tell me oh i was talking to such and such like wow we had one person I'm not going to say names, but she knows who she is and she's fantastic, who actually drove from like, think three or four different states just to get everyone together because they love each other. It really is transformative. But that said, there, there won't be any more uh, split tickets. We did say this in the last retreat. It was going to, that was as cheap as we were able to make it. Um, in November in Amsterdam, the location is actually going to be relatively the same size as the lodge. And so again, split tickets will not be a possibility, but we are looking at another location next summer, not this summer coming up in 2023, but 2024, where there will be the option to either have a room inside the main building or uh, to camp inside a cedar shack. 
that's very much like camping. There's no electricity. There's some canvas cots. It's going to be a much lower expense if anybody would like to rough it. As we get more people interested in these events, we will be able to book larger and larger centers, and that will give us more opportunities to offer different price ranges. But as of right now, this is the best that we can do. And, and I'll say, we're making it as affordable as we can, considering everything that's included. And I mean everything that's included, including what Andrew was pointing at subtly earlier. So just keep that in mind. Everything is very much covered by this ticket cost. It's a worthwhile investment in your life, in my opinion. And if you can't make it, if this is too much at the moment, there will be more, but it's going to be somewhere around 2024. So I just wanted to say that quickly. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it. Looking, looking forward to it already. Not that I look forward to too many things these days because enjoying this just the same and pretty much just like these conversations that we have every week just expanded in person with a few more iterations of ourselves. and so I, I saw someone comment the review wasn't written by me <laughs> and it was yeah shout out ben appreciate you uh hopping in here but and good to see you man but yeah it's it's awesome like it's just it's a time that you know, I, I feel like I'm as much at a retreat as anyone else and I'm able to, you know, grow from it and whatnot. So, yeah, I think we, we've, oh, yeah. I wanted to say this quickly because it's something that popped up uh, the other day in a conversation with somebody else who was saying, I don't know if I can get that much money together on my own because there's four months. And that person has a fairly decent social media following. And they have uh, a lot of friends and family members. And so I gave them the suggestion of starting a GoFundMe page. If you know anybody who would like to help you get to this life-altering event, ask them. You know, a number of people giving you five, 10 bucks here and there, 50 bucks for Christmas, especially. I mean, this is an opportunity for you to crowdfund for your ticket price. You know, and we're happy to share that link. Absolutely. If you are creating a GoFundMe page to get to our retreat, you let us know on Discord. We'll share that link. We're happy to help you promote because there are a lot of community members who they may not be able to go. They'd love to see you go, right? Or to see someone go. They would love to help you benefit. As I said at the beginning of this, you know, focus on yourself. There's more abundance than you think. Give people a chance to show you that. Yeah, that's great idea. <laughs> I think it'll be cool to see uh how that plays out but um yeah anyway i don't i don't have too much else to say about the retreat uh you got anything else you wanted to chat about were there any other comments that came through i've been trying to keep up with them there I don't have been know lots I of comments and i wanted to say very quickly to everybody who's joined us thank you so much we love it when you're here um admittedly these live streams are kind of a new thing to us like we do it on, on social media and whatnot but being on uh, youtube live and twitch and, and everything else has been quite an adventure we're still figuring out a lot of it but uh we appreciate all the comments and questions if you can come to this and you have questions we love to answer them they definitely help direct the conversation and the insights that we share later on on patreon in our group discussion also wanted to mention if anybody is here um, normally we have a tier two and a tier three group on patreon uh, an hour and a half tier two a two hour tier three on sunday but this sunday is actually christmas and so we're not going to be doing that. Instead, we're going to be having a tier two group 
today at the top of the hour and then a tier three group immediately after that so this is kind of our, our christmas group is today if you can join us we'd love to see you patreon is by far i think the, the most valuable offering that we have in terms of content and and what i mean is that we'll never stop creating podcast episodes we'll never stop having this conversation there's always going to be this but in the group discussions there are so many people with so many different viewpoints so many different stories so many different challenges that they're going through that the questions that come up the insights that get shared are something else entirely because it's very organic it's very much just a, a running dialogue from week to week to week and you can see the progression of people as as they go through their lessons and they come back wanting to share more and more so it really is quite an experience. If you can join us there, I absolutely recommend it. At the moment, I think there's over 200 hours of uh, video that's available from previous discussions since we started, and there will continue to be more. We're uploading new two-hour segments almost every day of the week. Yeah, we're pumping out a lot of, a lot of shit these days. Um, so yeah, and we, we've been interacting with a video editor too so that's exciting to get some some of the early stuff clipped up some of the season one stuff because yeah we're coming up on 100 episodes when which episode is that going to be do you know uh yeah well see that depends if you're asking which episode by when they'll be released it's going to be the next episode of dualistic unity raw because i think this is episode 99 all right fuck yeah that's exciting. Yeah, we went from what, like 75 to 100 in like the last three weeks because it's pretty much been been every day. But yeah, it'll it'll be fun to see once we get some more uh, more legit clips out because we just haven't had the time. You know, we've been doing this full time for three weeks now, but now it's, you know, we're pumping out so much of this that, yeah, going back and clipping stuff up, we do our best to get them out. But yeah, I think that's that's a huge opportunity just with our social media accounts to get people to the podcast even more. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of good clips in those uh, first few seasons that we just haven't gotten out there yet. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens once we're putting out a few of those every single day too. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. And uh, for anybody who's listening, if you do have a favorite clip from any episode of the podcast, we actually have a podcast clips channel in our discord where you can actually just let us know what episode it was and where it started in terms of the timestamp and where it ends. And that helps us out a lot because we're, we're just talking about things that we're interested in. We're just going through our own lessons. And so we're not sure necessarily what resonates with you and everybody is different. And so if you let us know what resonated with you, we can share that for other people that it also may resonate with. And so you're very much helping us bring this to people who could use it just by letting us know that you could use it. So if you can do that, we'd be very grateful. And, and if not, that that's fine too. We just appreciate you being here. Um, I did want to mention, if you haven't checked it out already, that we have a, a new Dualistic Unity movie review out for this week for Kung Fu Panda. Love that movie. It's definitely one of my favorite movies. The movie review was a lot of fun to do. I really enjoy this new segment. I got to tell you, like it's, it's a lot of fun because movies are... are they're so well told sometimes and they're so worth exploring in terms of the insights behind them. Not always, admittedly, like I watched uh, Violent Night yesterday, which is a new Christmas movie, basically about, you know, Santa kicking the ass of some terrorists, which really makes me laugh. And, and you're going to love it as soon as you watch uh, Scrooged. 
you're going to see why I find it so damn funny. Um, that's the, the movie review for next week. We're going to be watching Scrooged with Bill Murray. If you haven't had a chance to watch Scrooge, it's probably one of my favorite Christmas movies. Do check it out and we'll be recording the movie review next week after Christmas so you can listen to our thoughts about it and join us with your feedback, of course, because it's a great movie. But Kung Fu Panda is now available. And then tomorrow we will be releasing uh, the Community Topics episode for this week on cancer. Yeah, that was... Uh... I mean, they're all they're all fun. I'm I'm glad we're incorporating all these other different aspects and opportunities to to chew through insights and and discuss things. But yeah, I guess getting into something else. We've talked about this before, but with storytelling and and we always wonder, you know, with something like Kung Fu Panda, there's some deep ass shit in that movie, like super super deep, and it makes me wonder, like, how aware writers the directors the the actors are about what's happening like because i could see because even you know like talking to my brother about kung fu panda he he saw that like years ago and always really liked it and he was like yeah the part there is no secret ingredient like he gets that and he understands you know to a degree what the how how cool and interesting and impactful that recognition can be but like there's so much depth to that recognition. Like, it makes me wonder how, I guess you can resonate with it on to different degrees, like different parts on the spectrum. And that's, a, that's the beauty of it, depending on where you're at. But it can be an opportunity to, to unlock so much about what you think about yourself and, and reality and the story you tell yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And Poe's character is like relaxing into that as we discussed on the movie review. So if you want to hear all our thoughts, um, but it, it makes me wonder how aware they are, you know, like Jack Black playing the character of Poe, like how aware he is of the, the depth to that, or even a movie like the nines with Ryan Reynolds, which I'm sure we'll get to on a movie review at some point, like how aware he is of the reality of his character being the way he is and if it if it if it's almost just intelligence is expressing itself beyond the character like with almost with it it doesn't even need their awareness of the implications of that message to come out it's just kind of doing its own thing and using us humans whatever to express it implying that I'm not implying there's division between that, but just how often that deeper intelligence is at play and how aware someone is that they're expressing it makes me wonder. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wonder that all the time, right? Because you're right. There, there are, it's the same lesson that's appreciated on numerous different levels. Right. And so even if the actors aren't aware of the deepest, deepest levels, anyone who is, is going to see that being reflected through reality. Right. So that's the whole point. It's like, you think you're doing one thing. Other parts of you are getting something entirely different out of it, right? That's why it's so important to just be authentic, to be yourself, because you're like, oh, I should do the right thing. To which version of you, right? That's kind of the whole point, right? So yeah, I always find that amazing. I, I, I really do, especially with a movie like The Nines. Like, that's a dude I'd love to have on the show, Ryan Reynolds in general, because 
I love his sense of humor for one, but he's incredibly creative. He's involved with so many different things. You know, he's a family man. He's got his, he's got certain thoughts about things and the sense of humor, I think is what makes me the most intrigued because humor and awareness usually go hand in hand to a certain degree. Like sometimes we'll, we'll use humor as a way to temper our awareness. Right. I was saying in this in yesterday's group, the more aware you become, the more it's important to empathize and laugh. Otherwise, you look at everybody as a dumbass and you get a little upset. Right. Because you're becoming more and more aware and you're like, why don't all of you see this? And there's no empathy in that. Right. And you're also not laughing at all the times you haven't seen that. Right. So it's important to do that. So I'd be very curious to, to talk to him at some point. And of course, he lives across the water from me in Vancouver. Yeah. And he's been in New York City for for a while as well i know he's from vancouver and he may have a just have an apartment that he goes to in new york but i didn't even realize that they were in new york they were like 10 minutes away from my apartment <laughs> they're kind of funny um but yeah it's it's very interesting and I, i'm seeing more and more the benefits of of you know keeping things light and using humor and just kind of laughing at things especially when i'm interacting with people who don't want to have this conversation like you can still just like have fun with it in a way and kind of just like just fuck around with reality like I've, I've been having a lot of fun with that the less seriously i take myself the more fun it's been to just kind of purposefully be be a dumbass in certain ways of just like saying weird ass shit and and just kind of floating around being very uh, unconcerned with how someone's going to perceive what's being said and being able to just like laugh at the absurdity of something that you just did and, and how funny it is that people are going to see it in so many different ways. And some people are going to judge you for it. And some people are going to laugh at it and, and just how much it's indicative of where they're at. Just like the, the absurdity of all of it. I'm finding a lot of fun kind of playing around and, and toying around with that for sure oh it will become more fun because as you take things seriously and then after the fact go oh that didn't help me at all i really made that harder on myself every time you see somebody making it harder on themselves you kind of see the humor in it right which doesn't mean go laugh in their face but it's hard not to have that air of you'll be all right it's gonna be okay Right. And they might find that invalidating, which is kind of also funny. Right. And so it's important to, again, empathy, right? Laugh about it later, not in front of them. Right. Or laugh on the inside. Watch the involuntary facial expressions. Right. I'm terrible for that. Like, that's one thing, like, I have to, I remind myself, don't move your face. And that helps. But humor, humor is a big one. Um, for example, and I wanted to read this quickly because it's by far my favorite message from today. Hold on. And this was to you, and I sent you this via text. Bro, you are really falling apart, if I may say. Uh, you need Palo Santo wood for spiritual protection, uh, to keep your hair from falling out, and to change dualistic unity. From the guy you're hosting with, I feel like he's a witch, a.k.a. He, is a he has a bad eye on you. I find that fucking hilarious. Like, that is the funniest damn thing, because there's so much fear and need to like self-validate and it's somehow directed at me doing magic 
in a conversation where I'm talking about surrendering control, everything about that's hilarious. I'm going to chew on that all weekend and have a chuckle like every couple of hours. I guarantee it. Yeah, the absurdity of comments like that, I just find so fucking funny because they're so it's clearly rooted in so much fear. But then to think and, and I find this funny whenever anyone tells someone how to live, it's like you're making this assumption that you know exactly the best way to live. Like no matter what, even and and there's ways to, you know, toss in some advice for someone without overstepping into saying like you should be living this way. But a lot of people do it. A lot of people are telling people how to live. And it's even funnier when it's someone who's fucking miserable. And <laughs> and they're like telling other people how to be and and how to how to live their life in the right way to be and what they should be doing and you know oh no, no, no you're not you're not doing things right you gotta try this out try this out it's like you're fucking miserable you cry yourself to sleep every night and you're out there telling other people how to live and it's fascinating to me but it's also fucking hilarious because every time someone tells someone how they should be living they're making this assumption that they know the best way to live it's like they're not even applying it to their own life it's just so funny and then yeah that last part about ray, ray being a witch oh god that's that's so what but i mean you know maybe maybe you are in a way but it's just funny that that's objectively per- perceived as a a bad thing and a scary thing because and and that's the same way that like i think the salem witch trials went down was just a fear of someone who saw things differently and it made you uncomfortable and it didn't validate your experience in the right way you thought to live and the way you you think things should be so then they fucking killed them (laughs) and that's just how things were handled back then it's like that makes me uncomfortable i'm gonna kill you and that was it right yeah no i'm I appreciate the accusation. I'm very, very happy we're not in a place where I'm going to roast for it in general. Um, that would be a really good community topics episode, though. Witchcraft and magic. Not that I'm making any suggestions. I noticed somebody already posted the tarot uh, idea that I had from Patreon the other day. So I appreciate that. You know who you are. I appreciate it. I also wanted to mention after recording the, uh, the cancer episode, that there's a part of me that feels like our community is kind of gunning for us. It's like, can can we come up with a topic that's going to actually get them strung up? And so we appreciate the challenge. It was a really good conversation as a whole, a lot of exploration kind of going, weaving in and out. Not all of it came together. There was a point where Andrew went down a certain path that I didn't necessarily follow. In hindsight, I followed it way better the second time around. So it's it's a good conversation. I'm looking forward to getting it out to everybody. We have about five minutes left here. So before we wrap up, I wanted to say once again, if you missed that coupon code, it is self-love. A number of people have already picked up their copy of the Beyond uh, Belief Workshop. Definitely grab yours if that's a topic that interests you. There are a limited amount of copies that are available for free, but we're nowhere close to that limit right now, even though there have been quite a few copies that have been picked up. That all said, Merry Christmas, everyone. And I don't say that with anything anything to do with Santa or Jesus. I just want you to have a fantastic weekend. The weekend that you that is appropriate to the mentality that you've worked so hard to find yourself in. And it will be that 
just know that just relax into it and and show empathy for the people who haven't figured out how to relax and uh you'll do everything you're supposed to do yeah being being free in yourself i think that's one of the best uh things i can say in terms of because a lot of people usually go into family situations and you know there's a lot of history with that and remembering that you don't have to change anyone's mind you don't have to convince anyone of anything you can just be free in yourself chuckle here and there at the absurdity of the way that the seriousness in which some people take certain not objective but close to objectively trivial things in our uh in our society and and in the situation that we're currently in um there there can be some some fun you can have with it it doesn't have to be this dreary thing and not to say that everyone going to see their family like i love hanging with my family but a lot of people do experience some dread going into the holidays and and just to remember that you don't have to change anyone's mind you don't owe anyone any explanations for the way that you're living your life or the things that you're doing with your life or the way that you see things. If they're pushing back on your life, it's usually just because they're uncomfortable and afraid. And there's a path that got them to that point, potentially having to do with the current environment and situation that we live within. So there's a degree of empathy that helps with handling those situations and, and seeing that really they're just afraid. So with all that said, yeah. Merry Christmas. Enjoy. Enjoy the time. Have a have a grand old weekend. And I'm looking forward to getting back on here next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me sure. Me, me too. For sure. Me sure. See what happens when your brain's trying to do two things at once. It combines them. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Sometimes it depends if you're trying to communicate to a bunch of people and you're just spouting out words that don't actually exist to them. They still exist to you. Use them as tools. But remember your audience. I think that's really it, is that you are welcome to be as free and yourself and weird as you'd like to be, but recognize that people around you don't feel that free. And as a result of that, they resist it. It's just that they don't feel free in themselves. And so you being free somehow invalidates everything they've committed to and even the perception that they'll never be free. That's a tough one when you've actually decided this is the best that life's going to be and along comes somebody who's just prancing about having a great time, not giving a shit what you think about them. It's jarring. It's the reason we keep kids in school, right? So that way, while we're working and staring out the window at reality, we don't see a bunch of people having fun. So just, just keep that in mind, you know, be gentle with people. They're all on their own trajectory. And that's, that's really all you can do and be gentle with yourself. Remember, if people are pissing you off this Christmas, sometimes that's just because they're assholes. Doesn't mean you're because you're doing anything wrong. And they're assholes for very good reason, as you have been when you've been an asshole. And that's okay, right? Don't beat yourself up just because you're not getting along with everyone. Don't beat yourself just because they're still grinding your gears or rubbing up against you the wrong way. I mean, it takes time to process all that. It takes time to be acceptant of other people. It takes time to recognize why they are what they are in the same time, in the same way it takes time to recognize that about ourselves. But it's all part of the same process. So just relax, enjoy your weekend. And uh, we will, of course, see you after Christmas on Boxing Day for another live show, which you can join us for on twitch.tv slash dualistic unity. Um, 
and then the Patreon group right after this. So we're going to end this here. Uh, we'll take a short break and we will continue in 15 minutes on Patreon. If you can join us, we'd love to see you. It's always a fun discussion. Thanks, everyone. Bye, everyone.